kind of we just kind of talked on kind of got sidetracked and started talking about fatherhood and parenting and which is not really sidetracking it was actually it was good it was a good word it was really the holy spirit but that wasn't in my notes so we're going to try to go back with the notes here so we're in first corinthians chapter 13 verse 4 through 8 you got your phone on time with it <laughs> Everybody got their phone on time, right? Love is patient. All right, so I'm not going to write the whole verse up there. So we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 through 8. Um, it says, uh, love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. Um, which That's the part we're focusing on today, really. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Hmm. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. So, a lot of times people will, um, they'll be dealing with not having patience or something like that. And they'll say, uh, man, I'm just not a patient person. It just means that you're not a loving person because love is patient. Okay? So, now, you may say well I love well you may love selfishly you may love when it benefits you you know <laughs> but that's not really love that's a conditional love what we're talking about here is unconditional love we're talking about a love that never ends we're talking about love that um, we all long for that no man is really capable of in and of himself okay uh, so everybody's looking for mercy and forgiveness right think about this if you do something wrong the first thing you're wanting is somebody to forgive you I mean you know what I mean it's just nat it's just natural it just comes you long for mercy but most people have a hard time giving mercy okay and the real reason why people have a hard time giving mercy is they really don't understand how much mercy they've been given and it's just kind of like having a bank account if you don't have it in the bank you can't give it you know so if I don't have it in my hand I can't really give it to you so if I don't understand the mercy that I've been given, I don't understand, I won't be able to give you any mercy, okay? So that comes down to, you know, with, when it says right here that love is patient and love is kind and all these things like that, this, this, condition, this unconditional love here that we're talking about, this unconditional love is really... Um, it's foreign to us, you know. Let's go to Luke, uh, Luke chapter 6. Yeah, Loving your enemies. But I say to you, this is Luke chapter 6, verse 27. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you. That's real convicting. Man. That's convicting. And from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love themselves, who love them. And if you do good for the, to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good 
and lend, expecting nothing in return. Amen. And your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. So, we'll stop there. There's a whole lot more there, but that's not what I'm teaching on today. We're going to keep on to this. But it's talking about lending without expecting anything in return. What is that? <coughs> that's out of what? Matthew what? Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. So you write that down? On the Luke chapter 6. I'll write that for you. Thank you, brother. Luke chapter 6, verse 27. We read through 36. Loving your enemies and blessing those who curse you. But the main thing that I like to focus on is lending without expecting anything in return. That is like a... There's just something beautiful about that, man. Ugh. You know? You, ha you have to think about this. The scripture says that Jesus died for all. It's power. Everyone. Everybody. And you can love without, without wanting something in return. power. There's you, stability you in it. That love. Yeah. It is. Because what happens is you understand that you're not defined by how much love you get back from them. Mm -hmm. And the only way you can do is a supernatural love. Okay? This love only comes from one source, and that's God himself. Yeah. Okay, you cannot love without this type of without understanding or or seeing it before. This is why so many people have a hard time actually loving because they've never seen it done right before. Yeah, okay, so <laughs> their their dads or whatever they abuse them and and so that's all they know. That's why you know I always you know this is the reason why I have so much mercy for sinners because sinners sin. You know what I mean? It's kind of <laughs> it's like getting mad at somebody from Mexico for speaking Spanish. You know what I mean? It's all they know. Love is, a, there's a language with love, man. Like, if I don't understand how to love, I will never be able to love. Exactly. Okay, I've got to see it in demonstration. That's why the scripture says, he loved, therefore, I, he loved me first. You know, it says, I love because he loved me first. Okay, I'm totally botching that scripture up. Uh, but it's the same idea. I because want you to feel the same love that I feel from my God. That's yeah. right. And, and really what it is, man, it, it, it is being able to give you what has already been given to me, yeah. you know. And so if you don't have it, how can you give it? How mm. can you give it? Right. And so when people have a hard time loving, I have a hard time believing that they even know Christ, you know. <laughs> now, that may be a little too harsh, but again, they may not, uh, it may, they may know Christ, but they may not Understand know him. Christ. You're talking about an intimate knowing here. Yeah, personally. Uh, personally. They may know of him. They may know the story of him. They may even believe that he died for their sins. They may have received him. But there's an intimate knowing of Christ as I know him daily and my mind is renewed that I learn to know what it means to be loved by God. Okay? And it's not a feeling. You know, uh, you can't be going by your feelings. That's what gets you in trouble all the time. You know? I don't feel God's love all the time. I just know God's love. Amen. You know? And... That's what actually brings security. If I'm waiting for a feeling, then I'm always going to be insecure because I ain't always going to feel it. But if I just know that I'm that I'm loved, if I just know it, and I and I can read about it, and I can understand how much He loves me, you know, and and gain revelation knowledge. Okay, you get an understanding of His love when you fully understand how much you've been loved. There is nothing that you can look at. You can't look at anything in the world and not love them. You can't look at any person in the world, no matter what their flaws are, no matter what their mistakes are. If you really understood how much you were loved, you wouldn't be able to not love that other person. Mm -hmm. Okay? The reason why I say this is because um, <clears throat> what makes a person not love someone is 
is the is the is the feeling they get about that person, whether or not they feel like that person has violated their personal moral code. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if I feel like that person has somehow violated me by being in my presence or something he's done in the past or whatever, then I may not be able to forgive him, even if he didn't even do it to me. Exactly. You know, it just violates your code, like you said. Yeah. It just violates something yeah. that I have. So I, for some reason, feel like um, they can't be loved by me. It comes down to forgiveness. It comes down to forgiveness. And really, which is the backbone of the entire gospel. So if I'm missing this, I may be missing everything. This is why Jesus says, if you don't forgive others, I won't forgive you. Why? That's the basic barebone backbone of the gospel. So if you can't forgive others, you're, you're, I'm going to say it boldly, your Christianity and your salvation is in question. That's true. <laughs> This is real. If you can't forgive others, then you've missed the gospel. See, if you look at somebody else in their past and you say, <clears throat> well, they did this, this, and that, they're incapable of my love. I'm, I'm not able to give them my love. I can't, I can't see loving that person, you know? Well, then you've missed, you, you, you have now, what you've done is you put yourself into a place that you don't belong, which is judge. Okay? What we're talking about here is final judgment. We are supposed to judge right and wrong. If we didn't know how to judge right and wrong, I wouldn't be able to teach my children right and wrong. And my children wouldn't become upstanding citizens. You know what I'm saying? If we didn't judge right and wrong, we wouldn't have a barracks. I couldn't sit here and judge. I will judge you here. But I'm not doing final judgment. That makes sense? There's a difference. There's condemnation, which correction is... Correction out of love. Correction is... Yeah. So there is a judgment that is love. You see? In the measure that you judge... You will be judged. Are you finally condemning somebody? Are you looking at someone and saying they can't make it? Are you looking and writing them off as, as no hope for their life? Well, then there's no hope for your life. You see? But if you look at every person and see the best in them and say, mm -hmm. I'm going to judge this behavior. But it's not to judge you, to beat you down and say you don't belong. It's just to help you become who you really are yeah. in Christ. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. All right? <laughs> So if you have this final judgment, which causes you to not be able to forgive or not be able to love, okay, then you have uh, put your place yourself in a place of God, okay? You have exalted yourself into God's position, okay, which is a very dangerous place to be, okay? Uh, this is ultimate pride. And this is why you won't be forgiven. Because God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Amen. You know, it's powerful stuff. All right, so check this out. <clears throat> um, it's in your revelation of how much you have been personally been forgiven by God. So what you do is, the problem is, when we exalt ourselves to this place of judge, what we've done is we've said, my standard is the standard. Okay? You know, I still tell white lies and I still, um, you know, eat too much food. And I still um, look at pornography websites here and there. But you're over here, you're a murderer. And you're over here, you're a thief. And I don't do that. So, you know, you can't... You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you have what's called a double standard. Okay? I'm not saying you personally. I'm just talking. Still, anyway. A double standard. We have a double standard about what is acceptable and what's not acceptable. Yeah, in other words, what is worthy of love and what's not worthy of love. 
But see, if you understood what love was, you'd understand that love is for the unlovable. <laughs> Unconditional love is not meant for those that can be loved. It doesn't belong there. Come on, write that down, right? Woo! <laughs> love is for the... Unconditional love. I'm misspelling it. I'm going to just say it again. Unconditional love is not meant for the lovable. Unconditional love is designed for the unlovable. Amen, it's a good word. All right? And, and so this is the love that we all pursue. <laughs> this is what's crazy is we want to... We want to have a relationship with somebody else and be able to make mistakes and that person still love us. Every person desires that. Every person wants that. Every person gets mad at the other person for not loving them like that. Mm. Well, you should just forgive me. You know? You said love is for the unlovable. Yes. Mm -hmm. Love is for the unlovable. If it's not for the unlovable, it's not really love. That's a good word. Good word, Zach. <clears throat> This love we're talking about is true love. Love is patient, which means it suffers a long time. So if you can't take suffering for a long time, then you don't know how to love yet. It's a good word. Or you're not perfected in love. The scripture talks about being perfected in love. Yes. If you have fear, then you're not perfected in love. Well, I would beg that I would also say that if you don't have patience, then you are not perfected in love. Yeah. If you are not kind. So uh, patience is the same thing as long suffering, which means you can take a lot. Sure. Kindness is able to give a lot. It's generosity. Okay, so love can take a lot, and love can give a lot. But how can you, and then people say this, well, I just get burned out. Well, you just got burned out because you don't know love. Because if you knew the love of the Father, you would never run out. Yeah. Ever. And and that's, and people will probably argue tooth and nail for me on that one, but I'm just being the truthful. You know, when you ran out of love was whenever you stopped going to the source. Okay. Yeah, that's the you started giving out of your own self, and you can't do that. Yeah. You know, um. And that's another thing, too. <clears throat> we as human beings, we're going to make mistakes, even in our relationships. One of these days, I may I may stop being loving towards you and start being impatient and, and wow, short with you or whatever. Well, what then? Are you coming to me for that unconditional love? Am I the source now of your unconditional love? Because I guarantee you there are people that come to this house that I'm the only person they've ever seen give them that unconditional love, and all of a sudden one day I might have a bad day, which is very rare. But I'll have a bad day. Praise the Lord. And, <laughs> and then they won't know what to do. He's human. You know? Yeah. I'm like, listen, you have to remember, I'm a human being. And I also have a source for my unconditional love. That's the only reason why I can do so well in the race I'm running. I cannot continue to love and be abused and continue to love and be abused yeah. and continue to love and be abused without having a source for this unconditional love. Okay? It can. I, this this love does not come from me. I'm I'm not the great one. You know what I mean? You know you need to know the great one who laid his life down for you and set the example for all of us, and that's Jesus. You know, who 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 took every sin, every sin. I don't care. You, whatever the worst thing you can think of, stick it on the cross. Whatever the worst thing is, stick it on the cross. That's good. You know. It wasn't until I realized. Um, Christ, how much he loved me, the Father, how much he really loved me. You know, my, my problem was um, an addiction to pornography. And I, you know, I always felt the victim to it. And I realized, you know, I always knew I wasn't just a victim. I knew that I was the offender. You know what I mean? I always knew that. 
I always was taught that growing up. You must take responsibility for your own actions. That you can't blame anybody else. It's not the devil's fault, you know. So I always knew that. But still, a part of me felt trapped. You know what I mean? Part of me felt like I couldn't ever get out. You know. So there's there's truth behind both. You know. Um, once you know the truth that you're not a victim anymore, now it is your fault that you're still there. You see. <laughs> you know, and the devil will still be judged for leading you astray. You see what I mean? You're you, there is a level where you're a victim, but then there's. But you're only a victim as long as you allow yourself to be a victim. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> so. And you give that authority away. Right. And so I just really thought I never could. It was all about faith. The scripture says the righteous shall walk by faith. Okay? We're talking about your freedom. You become free by your faith. You will never be free if you don't believe you are. That's good. Okay? I say that again. You will never be free if you don't believe that you are. You have to have faith. Okay? This is what caused me to be able to walk it out and say, I don't have to be. A porn addict I don't have to look at porn I have victory over it you know why do I have victory over it I don't see it I just know it yeah. I know and I had to get in the word and, and realize mm. let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body when I realized well <laughs> this is the authoritative word of the God and I've been living all my life everybody's saying because here's what happened I got trapped and I was like well you'll always be a sinner you'll never be victorious over it you know, whenever some, when I finally told somebody that I was struggling with pornography, they said, well, you'll struggle with it all your life. You know, how condemning is that, you know? So I'm just destined to be a pervert the rest of my life. That's, so I started to identify with that, you know? And then when I started realizing that that wasn't my identity, that I was the righteousness of God, man, I couldn't stay in the same spot anymore. When you start realizing that you don't have to be that anymore, then the struggle begins, you know? And you start fighting back. Which automatically tells you that you're not a victim anymore. Correct. Immediately, you know you're free. Amen. Now you may be in a battle, but you know that you're you don't. You've refused this ma this slave master. He doesn't. He's not yours anymore. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And that's rebellion against the enemy. When I started realizing my righteousness, okay. So I'm kind of getting off on here. Talking about unconditional love. Here's the thing. I was told you'll never you'll never get out of it. You know. So when I started identifying myself with defeat. And then I realizing that God didn't see me that any, that way anymore, and that He still forgave me. Yeah, you know. So I didn't see myself any different than a child molester or a rapist or a or anybody or a homosexual. You know, I didn't see myself any different than those people yeah. because I just all I saw was pervert. You know, that's all I saw. That's all I saw in me. And so when I started discovering my my actual identity in Christ, that I was pure, sanctified, I was clean, delivered. You know, the Lord spoke to me actually right in the middle of my sin one time and said, "Zach, you never thought you'd ever get to this point." Because mm. I grew up in church. I grew up in church. You know, He said, "You never thought you'd get to this point." Zach, don't you think there's other guys out there who struggle with homosexuality? that are Christians. See, I would actually say to you that if you struggle with forgiveness, that that will disqualify you from being a Christian more than being struggling with homosexuality. Mm. Jesus didn't attack the homosexual. Jesus loved the homosexual. Didn't, you know what I mean? He would love the sinner. He would rebuke the proud who thought that they were clean. He, when they, he says, oh, you are blind because you say that you can see. And they were these were the Pharisees, the religious people. You Je know what I mean? Jesus is so good, he'll love you out of your mess. 
And that's what it is. So forgiveness, this is powerful, man. What The problem was with the Pharisee was that he could not see his sin. He could not see how much he had fallen. Yeah. See, I knew how much I had fallen. So when I realized how much I, he loved me in my fall, how far he'd come to get me, that's what broke my heart for every other person. It's good. And I could not, I could no longer see myself in any position better than anyone else. Yeah. All I could see was we were all in the same spot, and that he loved me as much as he loves you. And if he can love me out of this, he can love you out of where you're at. Amen. You know? It's good. And so, this is the key to never becoming resentful. <laughs> what, here's what resentfulness is. Resentfulness is to, it's anger, okay? Right here it says, love is not irritable, and then it says, love is not resentful. Okay, so irritable means that you're easily angered. You get angry quickly. Resentful means that you keep a record of wrongs. Where do you get your peace from? You know? <clears throat> My peace comes from the Lord. Why? Because I am at peace with the Lord. Peace comes. Comes from my father, right? Because I am forgiven. Okay? The fact that he loved me, listen, because I've been forgiven from all that I've ever done, my peace comes from the Lord because I am at peace with him. Therefore, you can never do anything. Or should I should never allow you to ever do anything that Dude, takes that you. away? Yeah, yeah. Because my peace doesn't come from you. Comes my from peace God. comes from my Father, who I'm now at peace with. The scripture says that in James chapter four, it says, "Why are you quarreling and fighting amongst one another? Is it not because of the passions that are a war within you?" You don't have the authority. To you. That's right. Amen. This was paid. This the price tag for this was the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Amen. So why would you allow somebody else's offense toward you to steal that away? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? What you just said was that person who bumped into me, that little bump was as bad as Jesus dying on the cross. Hey, which one is that? What Bible scripture is that? James chapter four, verse one through four. <laughs> well, I haven't really gotten to it yet. <laughs> Check this out. If somebody cuts you off in the lane. Yeah. And you start getting mad. Are you basically, if I took the guy cutting you off in a lane and stuck it on a balance and put the blood of Jesus on another balance, which one's going to outweigh the other? The blood of Jesus. So why would you allow the price tag to lose your peace be someone cutting you off in a lane? It's good. Oh. You see? Yeah. You just sold your peace for something super cheap. You know? Ooh, that's a good word. Mm -hmm. It's good. Don't worry, man. It's good. <laughs> Woo! So, you, it's it's kind of like when Gilbert went and bought that Mini 14 for $700 and took it back to the pawn shop and only got $300. Oh, well, thank you for throwing me on the <laughs> Good example. <laughs> you know? If you don't know what a Mini 14, that's a rifle that shoots 5.52 rounds. And, uh, it's a beautiful gun. 5.53. Five, five, uh, five, but he got in a pinch. He got in a pinch. And sold it for less than what it was worth. Mm -mm -mm. That's what we do. We get in a pinch. How do you get in a pinch? Getting yourself in a bind. Mm. Come on, get it. Man. You, you we put ourselves in the pinch all the time oh, to lose our peace. You know why? Because you you stop spending time with the Lord. Yeah. You stop getting your peace every morning. You mm. stop remembering and refocusing. You know, just get stuck. Let's Let's focus get stuck. on the world instead of the Lord. <clears throat> yeah. 
You start looking to the world for your satisfaction instead of to the Lord for your satisfaction. Amen. We start leaning into our friends for the love that they can give us. They can never give you the love that you need. You said ne unrealistic expectations. Yes, unrealistic expectations. Mm -hmm. That person is, listen, apart from Christ, that person, uh, 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 you, listen, there's a, there's a, a, a beautiful way to look at people. I, I always, I never get surprised when someone backstabs me. Never get surprised. <laughs> but I never expect it either. Okay. I never get surprised, but I never expected. The reason why is because I know who they are without Christ. So if the moment they forget Christ is the moment they're going to backstab me. <laughs> yes. You see? So I, why? Because I know how much God forgave them. And if I'm Christ to them, I'm going to love them and forgive them even though they're going to backstab me. You know? I always say this. Look, what's the difference between Judas and Peter? No difference. If, 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 if I call you an idiot and that's murder in my heart... What's the difference between Peter denying Jesus three times? Sin is sin. Sin is sin. Well, what kind of sin it is, sin is sin. Sin is sin. And it comes from the heart. So when Peter denied Jesus three times, that was the same thing as kissing him three times <laughs> in the garden and getting arrested three times. You know? Peter was three times the worst a sinner than Judas was. <laughs> you know? But Jesus died for both. I think Jesus died for both Judas and Peter. You know, so if you had the right perception of the situation, you would see there would be no difference. Yeah, my brother said, "Sin is sin." Mm -hmm. And those who have been forgiven much, those who have been forgiven much, and it's a revelation of that too. If see, see, some people may look at my life and say, "Well, you you didn't do as much as so and so over here." But you don't understand. In my understanding and my revelation of how much I've been forgiven, I owe God a life debt. And that guy only did one thing to me. Or five things to me. Or even five years of it doesn't matter. If they weren't sinning to if they weren't sinning towards me twenty four seven times a day, twenty four seven hours a day, seven days a week, then they still don't owe me as much as I owe God. And God has forgiven me a life debt. Yeah, and I I'm not gonna forgive them a one day debt. This is okay. We're going over here, Matthew chapter. I got him crunk up now. Throwing markers, everything. markers. Mark chapter eighteen. I'm Matthew. We're gonna skip through some notes here because I gotta get to it, and we'll just read Matthew chapter. Now, now we're not. We're we're gonna come to that later. Does that make sense, guys? Yeah. All okay. right. So love keeps no record of wrongs. This is why love also also always trusts. Oh, you gotta earn trust. You can't earn trust, man. You gotta be respect. You gotta earn respect. How do you be? How do you earn respect? You have to give respect. Wait a minute. So how am I supposed to give respect in the first place if I have to earn it in the first place? Contradictory statement. It is. Well, you gotta earn respect. You gotta respect me first. Well, you gotta earn respect. I gotta. You gotta respect me first. Oh, come on. Just like everybody, shut up and just start respecting one another. Exactly. Respect because it's unconditional. Love and respect. They're both unconditional. Mm -hmm. Yes. Why do I love you? Love and respect are both unconditional. Um, this is why in marriage, you know, we're getting in the family now. This is why in marriage, respect must uh, a wife must respect her husband unconditionally. Mm -hmm. In authority, same thing. Uh, you must respect your authority unconditionally. You must lay down your life for your wife. Just and then Christ. the authority must be willing to serve. To the point of death yeah. for their servants. Why? Because they're really the ultimate servant. 
you can never be at the top if you're not if you don't know how to be on the bottom. Exactly. If you if your mindset isn't I am on the bottom, you'll never really be on the top. Scripture says that the first will be last, the last will be first. Mm -hmm. You know, he who seeks to lose his life will gain it. He who seeks to gain his life will lose it. Why? Because this is the way the whole world operates. This is how that's how the Father operates. He loves you. He became the servant of all. He loved us to the point of death. He became humble. He made himself nothing for us so that we could become something. Woo! That's good. Stuff, that's good. It's good stuff. <clears throat> Where are we at? James, okay, so I already read, uh, love keeps no record of wrongs. Uh, this is directly related to forgiveness, so we've, we've been talking about that, okay? Unforgiveness breeds bitterness, okay? Yeah. This is what causes a person to wake up angry. Mm -hmm. Why? Because someone offended me a long time ago. I never dealt with it, and now I'm still mad. And then you're going to offend me too just because I don't trust you. I've lost. This is, man, we just talked about that. Love always trusts. Why? Because it keeps no record of wrongs. The only reason why you have trust issues is because you keep a record of wrongs. Yeah. If good. you would not have a record of wrongs, you would always be able to trust. Well, I just don't trust people. Well, you just don't know how to let go. Amen. <laughs> you know, I just don't trust people. Well, you don't know how to forgive. I don't know how to trust people. Well, you don't know how to love. Good. I have trust issues. You have love issues. Mm. Well, I wasn't loved enough. No, you didn't love enough. Because remember, love is unconditional. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes we study somebody's life to see where they came from and realize that they were never shown love. So now they don't know how to love. The but the problem isn't that they weren't loved enough. The problem isn't that they aren't loving enough. Yeah. Okay? The fact that they weren't loved enough added to the fact that they don't know how to love enough. But the problem in their life isn't the fact that they weren't loved enough. It's the fact that they don't know how to love enough. Because if everybody understood that they were loved enough by Christ, it wouldn't matter what daddy did. It wouldn't matter what mama did. It yeah. wouldn't matter what my brother did or my sister did. Because my heavenly father did love me enough. So there is a point where we finally touch down, and that is the love of the father, the heavenly father. Because ain't no man in the world can love you like the father. Amen. You know? So it all comes... Anyway, I'm kind of backtracking now, but... Forget unforgiveness breeds bitterness. Um, that's why people wake up angry. You know, that's why I don't allow grumpiness in my house. Because <laughs> what grumpiness is, is lack of forgiveness. Even on the smallest levels. You know, my son wake up grumpy. Why are you grumpy, son? He's only five years old. You know <laughs> Why are you grumpy, son? He's all, I said, listen, you're not thankful. If you were thankful, you'd be happy this morning. But you've forgotten... So, listen, it's pride, dude, to be grumbling and complaining. It's never a good thing. To, that's why the scripture says that the anger of man does not bring about the righteousness of God. Okay? The anger of man does not bring about the righteousness of God. You can be grumbling and complaining for absolutely no reason. And the scripture says that's murder. If you're angry in your heart for no cause, that's murder. So if you get up in the morning grumpy, you just murdered everybody around you. Wow. Serial killer. <laughs> Grumpy. Oh, guess going on Facebook. Grumpy people serial equals people. serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Who do they target? Anyone and everyone around them. Right? Think about that for a minute. If you are grumbling and complaining, what you've done is you've forgotten. That's all it is. You've forgotten the good news. Amen. Because if you did remember the good news, you would be happy. You forgot to be thankful. You forgot to be thankful. Drug addiction is not really the problem. The problem is a heart issue. Amen. Mm -hmm. Listen, the problem isn't that you were not loved enough. 
The problem is that you don't know how to love enough. If you would recognize that you're responsible for your own life, nobody else is, then you would be able to overcome everything. Everything, anything. Okay? Now, I'm not saying that someone else's incapacity to love you enough didn't help contribute to your lack of understanding of love. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is the reason why your life sucks is because you don't know how to love. You don't know Jesus. So we need to take you to somebody so you can be loved properly. Mm -hmm. To the You see? So if I can take you somewhere where you can learn love, then you will begin to love right and your life will line out. Mm -hmm. Amen. Does that make sense? Because once you learn love from them, then you learn to love, pass the love on to other people. Right. But what people do is they'll just say, well, so-and-so did this to me. They should blame. You've, you, blame you're you not, if you are saying so-and-so did this to me, then you are not on the road to redemption. No, you are a powerless you are, person. If you're, yes. If you're saying so-and-so did this to me, then you are choosing to stay in bondage. Mm -hmm. You're choosing to stay in bondage. If you recognize you're a powerful person and that you don't have to stay in there, that it doesn't matter anymore what someone else did to me. Well, you just don't know what they did to me. No, you just don't know what Jesus did for you. Mm. Come on, preach it. Yeah. If you knew what Jesus did. This instead of this. That's See, right. I, I like being a victim. Turn away from this. Because it gave me an excuse to get everybody to do stuff for me. I was, I'm the same mm -hmm. way. I, am, I, I, I want to say I, I Why? I'm you not, have a need to be served. Listen, yeah. the reason why is you have a need to be served. Every person needs to be served. But we don't live to, to be served. We live oh. to serve. Every person needs to be served. Listen, let me let me let me talk to you about a basic need every person has. No, please explain that. Every person needs to be served, but not every per but you're not supposed to live to be served. Why? Because we we are designed to have family. We're not designed to be lone, you know, kings on the throne where everybody comes and serves us. Okay? We're designed to be serving one another. See, God created in a beautiful way that we would serve one another. Consider prefer one another. Consider each other more than, than yourselves, love you know, your yourself. right? Don't, that's why love is not insisting on its own way. Now, if you don't get the love that you need, what happens is you become selfish, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Nobody likes you now. Don't and guess what? You get excommunicated mm -hmm. out of the community. Nobody loves you. Everybody wants to know. And now you're wondering, well, nobody loves me. That's because you don't know how to love other people. Because if you're you didn't love other people, I guarantee you this. Listen, I guarantee you this. If you love people unconditionally, yes, you might get backstabbed, but people will love you. You will be loved by people because people don't know what to do with you. I've had people. <laughs> when you love them, no matter what they do, they don't know what to do. They can't help but love you. They can't help it. it loving others breeds love from others. Okay? Yeah. yeah. So it's not about, listen, if you think you're going to try to talk somebody else into loving you, you're never going to yeah. do that. Uh -uh. The only way you can. Now, listen, watch this. There's only one hope for receiving love, and that's to love. Yeah. Will you be loved? There's no guarantee. Mm. No guarantee. Love is a risk. I'm telling you, I'm telling you the recipe. I oh mean, I don't know how to describe it. I'm trying to figure out if there's anything else in this world that I could use as an illustration to describe this. Or it's kind of like buying a lottery ticket. No guarantee to win, but if you don't buy a lottery ticket, you'll never win a lottery. I got you. Okay? See, it makes sense? No, that's really not a very good example because the rate of return for love is much better than a lottery ticket. <laughs> but still, but, it's an analogy. But still, though. it's good because when you're thinking in the world, you think, well, if I love people like that, I'll never be loved. I'll just be taken advantage of. Well, then you just forgot love. You're not really loving. See, 
Because you're looking for an angle. Let me, let me, yes, because that's not love. So if yeah. you love like that, well, if I love like that, I'll never be loved. Well, you're right. If you love like that, the way you're thinking right now, you'll never be loved. Because you're not really loving right. Because you're expecting to get something back. If you love trying to get something back, you won't be loved. <laughs> you won't get the love you need. All right, now check this out. It's kind of like being in a battle, man. You get into a battle, and your job is to help other people in the battle. You're on the team, right? But the moment you get shot, are you thinking about anybody else? Or are you thinking about where you got shot? Think about where you got shot. Right, because now you have a need, and you become self-reflective, and you're not thinking about anybody else. But does it make sense? This is about loving the guy that shot you. Except for courageous people. Now I'm just going to say this. If you're a courageous person... John Lennon. <laughs> if you're a courageous person, you might get shot and you won't stop. That's the difference. This is, uh, this is, uh, what is that? Hackshaw Ridge. Yes. Hackshaw. The guy got hurt. The guy was hurt. The guy was in pain, but he never quit. He had one purpose in his life. He had one purpose in that moment, and that was to be what everyone else needed. Yeah. Okay? Did he get walked all over? Yes. Yeah, beat up. Was he loved? Yes. Yeah. He was loved. So good. Man. Listen, that's what's so awesome about Jesus. People hate Jesus, but he didn't die on the cross to get them to love him. Jesus died on the cross to love them. Yes. To show his love. When people him. got that, when people realized why Jesus died on the cross, they couldn't help but love him back. The reason why, listen, the reason why they won't be loving you back is they didn't see what you did. They never really saw what you did. They didn't get it. But see, what we do is, the, but see, if the whole point of really being loved and making sure everybody really gets the love they need I, I have to be sold out for this concept. I have to be sold out for this unconditional love that I'll love somebody no matter what the cost, whether they give me back or not. The only hope for them ever getting it is if I show it to them. Because mm -hmm. they might not ever meet anyone else who ever loved like I did. I got you. you know, why? And I can only love like them because the father. Of, of, of my experience with the Father, you know? The example. You see? And I learned this from my parents. You know, when the Lord asked me, He said, uh, I asked the Lord, I said, Father, I don't know how I can help people who have drug addictions. You know, I can't relate with them. And the Lord said to me, it is not your testimony that's going to save people, Zach. It's the Word of God. And you know what? I realized after a while, I thought, I do have something to offer. I had a good dad. I can teach you what my dad taught me, which, taught, which was really what the Father, which led me to the Father, the Heavenly Father, where I learned even more. Okay, and now I can come to you and share with you what you might not have ever gotten. Love. You see what I'm saying? And it's not about whether I did drugs; it's about how much I love. You know, I was telling Gilbert last night. We never talk about drugs. We never talk about drugs. That love overcomes all. Yeah, love overcomes. Love covers a multitude of sins. It's if if my testimony isn't about trying to get over drugs, my testimony is about how much people I'm going to love. <laughs> my testimony is not where I came from. It's what I'm trying to go to. Hey guys, thanks for watching. Be sure to hit that like button, share it to your friends, and subscribe to our channel for more content every single week. Also, if you haven't yet, be sure to visit our website at bombzs.com. We got a lot of content there, a lot of things for you that are absolutely free. So wow. be sure to utilize us as much as possible. We hope that you have a great day, and God bless.